This podcast of Out to Lunch is made possible by FSC Interactive, an online marketing agency specializing in social media, paid search, and search engine optimization. FSC-focused smart communications empowers customers to take control of their online brands. More at fscinteractive.com. Smart is their middle name. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937, now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank, Resource Management LLC, Luba Workers Comp, and 30 North Investments. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. If you've been in business or been employed by a company of more than three people, you'll know that one of the hallmarks of every organization is, well, organization. The best laid plans of small companies and big corporations can easily get lost in the mess of daily duties and decisions. Being able to identify and execute your intentions clearly is a vital part of any successful business. Virginia Barclay has a company called Let's Get It Straight that specializes in straightening out other companies. Virginia's been featured on TV and in print across the country, and she's the author of the book Clutter Busting for Busy Women, which was a number one bestseller on Amazon.com. Uh, Virginia, welcome out to lunch. Thank you for having me. Now, Stacia Symes is also in the clutter business. Stacia's company, Clear the Clutter, works on a personal level in your home. There's a lot more to what Stacia does than just tidy up your messy room. Stacia's holistic approach to organizing earned her company the Chamber of Commerce Award as Innovator of the Year. Uh, Stacia, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thanks for having me, Peter. Now, Virginia, there's a whole science of systems organization and efficiency that involves flow charts and a bunch of other really pretty dry stuff. But that's not what you do. Uh, you're looking at organizations from a motivational, psychological, and almost inspirational angle. You have a coaching system you call P3, uh, Purpose, Power, and Productivity. And from what I can tell, this is a totally unique organizational system that you've created. Um, can you tell, what, tell us what it is and how you came up with it? Well, actually, um, in my book, I outlined a fourfold organizing technique called CALM, which is an acronym for Consolidate, Align, Liberate, and Maintain. And it's really a very simple, straightforward organizing technique to organize virtually anything, whether it's, it's your home. CALM, by the way. That's yes, good. Exactly. Chaos would be a very Exactly. Bad so okay. the book will take you from chaos to CALM. Oh, good, good. <laughs> Now, you know, with a class in, uh, in B-School you take called Operations Management, and it kind of, you know, shows you the way to run an organization. And it really had a big effect on me. In fact, right after I took that class, you know, I couldn't go to a fried chicken place without thinking, you know, if the fryer was closer to where the drinks were served, you know. So, but you must think like that. I mean, you must see, see a setup and quickly see a better way to do it. Well, yeah, and actually what you what you just mentioned, seeing a fryer and thinking it, there would be a better placement for it, it's interesting that we're having this conversation at Commander's Palace because NPR just did a program where they outlined the mise en place, which is a restaurateur's organizational tool for, you know, making, streamlining systems in a kitchen. So that's a, a perfect example. 
But that, well, station now, I think it's probably fair to say that everybody has at least a junk drawer in their house. So some of us have an attic, a garage, or even an entire room filled with junk. At the far end of the phenomenon is the TV show Hoarders, which I really do love, where junk consumes a person's entire life. At, at some point in this continuum, a client turns to you. And as I've mentioned, the Chamber of Commerce gave you an award for innovation. So what does Clear the Clutter do beyond throwing junk in the trash? Well, I uh, actually specialize in decluttering and downsizing. And uh, I take a look around in the home and I see that the majority of clutter is actually either recyclable or donatable good. And I've actually completed three and six hour sessions where I generated zero trash, if you can believe that. So you found a home for all of it. I found a home for all of it. And I actually take it away for the client at the end of every session. Why? And Virginia mentioned um, uh, the, the restaurant industry and using this. Your very first client was here at Commanders, is that right? Uh, when I first moved to New Orleans, yes, I, uh, I landed a job here at Commanders. So I was very excited to be here. I didn't know anyone, and uh, I knew that I wanted to start my business as a professional organizer. So I was very honest with them about that up front. And they welcomed me with open arms and actually were some of my very first clients. As this consultant, what kind of things did you work on? Uh, uh, well, I have a client confidentiality, oh, yes. but when I do work with people, <laughs> uh, I do help them eliminate the things, as you mentioned, that no longer serve a purpose in their life. Wow. And I've been doing some background on you. It, you know, you have some great things on your resume, the kind of things that people talk about during an interview. You do firewalking. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I did for my uh, summer vacation this year, that, yes. Really? Where, where does that take... Does, this is trash you found in someone's home and you... And you uh, <laughs> no wonder there's nothing fire. left at the end. <laughs> wow. Is there a trick to this? Uh, well... As far as the fire walking yeah. goes, uh, it's uh, a very uh, mentally challenging uh, <laughs> endeavor. And I really i am very interested in pursuing... Uh, it's something for your mind, though, right? It's for your it's, mind, yes. It's not for your it's feet, for your really. No, it's not for no, they, uh... <laughs> Actually, that's a perfect segue into organization because I believe that clutter, the root of all clutter, is mental confusion. And it's really mind over matter, really making a choice to decide, you know, what you want to focus your time and energy on and what really is, you know, creating clutter and distracting you from being more productive in your life. Everybody has too much on their plate, so how do you sort it out? Well, the first, uh, the first step in my organizing strategy is consolidate your thoughts into a compelling vision that's going to then move you to make decisions of whether either the stuff in your life or the activities in your life are going to move you towards that greater vision. So again, like Stacia, we look at organizing as a holistic uh, technique to help people really get more grounded in their lives. You actually go out and uh, do a lot of motivational speaking on yes, this as I well. Yes, I do. I do. And actually, it's ironic because the book was written for uh, busy women who are trying to juggle their home organization as well as, you know, organizing their lives. And what has happened is I've been invited to speak on numerous occasions to organizations to help them apply my calm strategy in the workplace which has oh. been fabulous now why, why for women are women messier than men are you you kind of targeted here uh um, well, I actually I've had both men and women clients, and I, and I talked to both men and women organizations. But when I was putting the book together, I just had more women clients. Yeah. So maybe women just up front may be 
more open to the idea of of getting organized. Well, that, and that's probably probably true. The, uh, I'd like to say something about yes. the fact that I do work with a lot uh, more women than I do men. And then usually the women are the CEO of the household. That's true. And so they're the ones who are making those decisions in the first place. And so it's natural that you would want to work with them. However, it's also equally important that everybody who's in the home is on board with the getting organized process. Now, I'll ask you, uh, we asked if women were messier, I'll ask you, you moved to New Orleans. Did you move here because uh, we were a particularly messy people? Or? <laughs> I actually moved here sight unseen. Uh, really? <laughs> I was uh, energetically drawn to come to this uh, magical city. It seemed like a great place to... You were watching True Detective? or What, what, what is it that did this? Uh, I, I really can't say. I When I grew up in Michigan, I, I moved to uh, Seattle, Washington, age 18, sight unseen. I thought that was like my great adventure, and I thought, oh, I'll never have to do that again. And there's so and many Starbucks. About 13 <laughs> years into living in Seattle, I felt that that feeling again, and New Orleans was calling my name. And so wow. I sold everything that I owned. I decluttered my <laughs> own apartment and uh, my condo, put that on the market, and loaded up my two cats, and with a 5 by 8 trailer of my art and my basic pots and pans, drove cross-country sight unseen and started my life here in New Orleans. Wow, and then you moved all the time, so you two were actually... Uh, I did. We, we're, great examples. We're definitely soul sisters <laughs> on some, some other plane of existence, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but, you know, it was, it's interesting because those 12 relocations allowed me the opportunity to really assess what was Thank working you. for me and serving a purpose in my life and what was really leeching much. me of time and energy that I could be using to do something, something else, more fun. Yeah, and have you, have you found good outlets now that you have the time? And, uh, yes, and absolutely. There are the, and uh, you don't do firework walking, but I did see that you juggle chainsaws, which I think is terrific. <laughs> I always, always like to find out more about our guests. They, uh, uh, what kind of things would clients not want us to know about, as an, as an example? And I know you've got all this confidentiality, but um, where, does the word, and where does the word clutter come from? Anybody, anybody know? It's, 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 we use it all the time now. Well, I mean, clutter is, I mean, it's chaos. It's things, you know, clashing together in, okay. in no, noiseless disorder, which is really what is happening in our homes when we're, you know, we're surrounded by papers and magazines and mail that's piling up. It's really, it becomes, it becomes silent noise. Oh, <laughs> silent noise. I like this. I think the one thing that people don't want anyone to know about okay. is the fact that they feel um, that dead ex-husbands in the closet things no, like that they, I, I think that they're they don't want people to know that they can't do it ah. these women oh that the idea of asking for help asking is, for help yeah the women and the men you know they just really take on a lot of responsibility and they can they can run a successful business or they can run a household uh, they can uh, be very successful at their job but at the end of the day they're embarrassed to have people come over to their home because they can't uh, seem to get their their clothes all in to fit into right. their closet. Don't open that door, Bob. Yeah. Yes, so when you invite a professional organizer into your home, I mean, by all means, we are a complete stranger. And going from not having anybody in your home because you're too embarrassed about it to asking for help, welcoming a friendly stranger into your home, and then showing them the deepest, darkest corners of your your, your closets. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to dig into your underwear drawer in a few minutes here. Right. It's uh, it's nice to meet you. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a very personal 
experience to work with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, so you have to be open to the process of letting go and being guided. We don't force anybody to get rid of anything. We simply ask you to paint a picture for us of what your ideal life would look like. And This might be the first thing as you sit across the table from them. This, uh, on the phone, yeah, when we do a free consultation here, these are the questions that I would ask is, you know, what purpose do you want your room to serve? If you call it a junk room, then congratulations, you've accomplished <laughs> that. You have a junk room. But if it's a guest bedroom, then we need to be a little more specific about what goes into a guest bedroom and how do you use that. Uh, as we declutter and downsize and eliminate the things that don't belong in that guest bedroom, we either donate or disperse those items. Uh, so you're giving them tax deductions as you bring the stuff to the Salvation <laughs> oh, that's Army? that's That's a great point. Yes, we wow. do, they do. It is tax deductible. You know, now that I have the two of you here, I have to ask, is there a professional organization of declutterers or what would that, um, like a trade group? or? There actually yes. is. I've been um, a member of the National Association of Professional Organizers since 2008. And they're actually... I believe an estimated 4,000 organizers that are members of this organization, but I would venture to say probably twice as many organizers nationally. Just some of them have not necessarily found the organization yet. But I do want to just um, insert something that Stacia said, and that is a love-busting myth about organizing. And the biggest organizing myth is that organizing is a talent. Organizing is not a talent. It is a skill that anybody can learn. And one of the missions of the National Association of Professional Organizers, all the members, is to transfer knowledge to clients so that once we're through, you know, helping them create these environments, then they can maintain those environments on their own. Oh, the teach a man to fish as opposed, yes. Exactly. I, consider mm. us your coach, not your crutch. Oh, that would be a great yes. bumper sticker. And There's actu a actually, I just read um, an article about uh, decluttering in the New York Times, and one of our fellow organizers um, referred to us as surrogate family members without the baggage. <laughs> so oh, yeah. we're yeah. able to come in and look at situations with an objective eye and ask questions that will lead people to make decisions, the best decisions for themselves. I can imagine a convention of organizers would be very well organized. That's we what I would think. We actually had a convention. The Na NAPO convention was here in 2013. The NAPO, which is yes. National Association Asso of Professional Organizers. Wow. Who'd have thought? I would. I'd <laughs> that's the group I'm hanging out with. Now we're going to go into our inbox, and that's uh, our producer picks a question that's come in during the, during the past week from a listener. Uh, Grant, what have you got? bunch of questions of people asking for tips actually <laughs> so I picked a couple of the sort of more uh, representative ones this one came on Twitter from someone called Acuminx maybe you guys could answer this this is what are some strategies for dealing with recalcitrant clutterbugs who refuse to let go I love the law of inertia you know the more we do the more we want to do the more w I have found that the more I help the women clean and organize their spaces, the more enthusiastic other people get in the family, in the family. to clean theirs, right? Because what we focus on expands and the better an environment looks, the more the family is feeling good and, and confident that they can do the same. All right. From Karen Vadreen Rodin, who asked us on Facebook, once you put all your photographs in digital storage, can you throw the originals away? That's the million dollar question, can you? 
Do we have an answer? Uh, maybe there's a photographer here at the restaurant well, that could help us. I, one of the things that I find people just for holding on, whether it's digital or not, people are holding on to just boxes and boxes of photographs that are duplicates, that are blurry, oh, yeah, that yeah. are damaged, <laughs> that they don't remember the people in those pictures. and Maybe they do remember them, but they don't like them anymore. So that could be considered emotional <laughs> clutter. Uh, so I would say go I ahead and just start... pictures with the heads cut you know, out. This is very common. Go yes, ahead they... and pare down on, on those things if you're dealing with just your, your handheld photographs. Would be one of my first recommendations. Wow. Yeah, and another tip is just to remember that organizing is a process so, as Stacia mentioned, to start paring down. So maybe if you've got the duplicates, you don't necessarily need the negatives anymore. So let go of the negatives first, then let go of the duplicates. Then, you know, as you, as you see how much better you feel, then you can think about letting go of the originals if you've, if you've got everything digitally digitally stored. And if I may, I have one great uh, suggestion okay. for individuals who have, they've got this multitude of pictures, they've got them digitally saved, they don't need them anymore, but they just can't bear to throw them away. Uh, and when you have a family reunion or a holiday gathering where you know a lot of loved ones will be together, one of the best experiences I had as a child is we came to a family reunion, all the pictures were laid out on the table and said, please take whichever ones that you would like. That way That's you know that idea. they're going to the right person at the right time, and then the rest you are encouraged to let go. That is an excellent idea. And Stacia, you're, we don't have sellers, but we have addicts. Um, when you get up there, is it like being what on Antique up, Roadshow? What goes up must come down. Okay. I find addicts are a place where of, of great indecision. So really be very diligent about what it is that goes up into your attic. Holidays, uh, items, keepsakes. Uh, and then what else we got there? Luggage is a great thing that can go up there. But when you're just, oh, I haven't opened that box for 10 years and I don't really want to deal with it, let's put it in the attic. Yep. That's not a long-term solution. Yeah, it's the not. irony is that attics <laughs> were built for <laughs> air circulation. They weren't built as storage areas. And so, and from a feng shui perspective, you think, my gosh, all that stuff is hanging over people's heads. Oh. So I like, to, I like to clear attics. Attics are not meant for storage spaces and that's just my my take on addicts now state of Virginia I want to take a minute to introduce you to Katrina breeze the woman with the best name in the in the city <laughs> um, we met Katrina through 52 businesses who specialize in uncovering entrepreneurs in the early stages of development Katrina's entrepreneurial idea is called fantastic casket fantastic casket. I'm going to give Katrina one minute to tell you about it and then I'm going to give you a chance to ask Katrina one question. A question you think uh, will help be able to allow Katrina to really move this business forward. So uh, Katrina, thanks so much for coming today. Um, let's hear it. Okay. Five years ago I lost someone very special to me who chose to be buried. When we went casket shopping everything looked like it was made for dead people. So I went to Home Depot and bought plywood, some handles and screws, and built the casket that you see in front of you. We decoupaged hundreds of photos of her life and covered the outside with her seashell collection. I sewed bedding to exactly resemble her favorite lounge chair. It wasn't a casket anymore. It was a jewelry box for a precious life. And when we put her in the ground, everyone felt how special she was. New Orleans funeral traditions have opened my mind to the therapeutic value of funeral rites. Rather than leaving the cemetery feeling depressed and mortal, we've learned to use this ritual as a tool to reconfirm the love, community, and life that fuels us. 
Fantastic Casket will provide custom caskets, as well as DIY plans for building your own casket, and a low-cost, easy-assembly casket kit. Get one before it's too late at fantasticcasket.com. <laughs> Is there some, um, you know, like, standard casket that people would would actually purchase and then would you all decorate the inside or would the family help to decorate it? Um, it would really be up to the family and the individual. Um, we can create something um, in-house. We can source local artists. Um, we could also broker something to Walt Disney World or, you know, some major art houses in our country and really get any, any anyone anything they want and that mm -hmm. they're willing to pay for. Mm -hmm. So then I want to make sure I understand completely. Would you also then, are you considering having a casket that's just your standard, right? And mm -hmm. that that could be the thing that the, the DIY who's not as ambitious to go to Home Depot, that they could simply just do the decorating themselves? Mm -hmm. um, we do. We have a kit, um, which we've modeled after Ikea. Ikea in oh, Europe wonderful. actually has a coffin kit. Um, when you bring no. it home and assemble it, you can either assemble it as a bookshelf or a casket oh. if you're ready. <laughs> Um, and it's very that easy assembly. Um, I have no carpentry background, and I was able to go to Home Depot and do it from scratch. So I assume anyone who's ready to pick up a screwdriver can make this happen in their family. We're going we're gonna to stick around for a little longer after the show and, and talk some more about Fantastic Casket. Uh, you'll be able to hear the rest of the conversation with Katrina Breeze on our websites, itsneworleans.com. Uh, Virginia Barkley, Stacia Symes, uh, there's no doubt that whatever we do in life or business, having goals and a clearly defined path to achieve them is essential to success. You've both involved in a very interesting nexus of what I think is psychology, business, and frankly, happiness. Um, Thanks so much for joining me on Out to Lunch today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Peter. A lot of fun. The, my guests on Out to Lunch today have been Virginia Barkley from Let's Get It Straight and Stacia Symes from Clear the Clutter. You can find out more about Virginia's and Stacia's businesses by following the links on our websites, www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. The swift-footed Jennifer Smith is our researcher. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can get the show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, itsneworleans.com and www.no.org. Support for Out to Lunch comes from Baton Rouge-based PreSonus Audio Electronics. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting and WWNO for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Rashidi. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, online at joneswalker.com. Additional support provided by Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank, Resource Management, LLC, Luba Workers Comp, and 30 North Investments.